0: All right. Welcome, everybody. I am here today with Pat Stedman. Now, Pat is a dating and relationship coach for men. He says, I read people like books and help them change their story. Welcome, Pat. Thanks, Tony. It's good to be here. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: So uh, just real quick, I have a probably a fairly typical story for at least a lot of uh, people who get involved in this corner of the, the internet. Um, I didn't really understand anything about women when I was younger. Um, I had a high school girlfriend. She kind of, she was very beautiful, but she sort of picked up me. So we had a relationship and I was very needy and kind of, you know, some people would call it beta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and eventually that relationship ended and she broke up with me and I was completely devastated i had no idea how i had gotten her and i had no idea how i would ever get a girl as attractive as her again and so i was walking down the campus one day and i saw the game in the bookstore and you know not, without going into the details of the whole story you know it's kind of i got exposed to a whole different world and i the idea that i could change who i was entered into my mind and so i i really went really i went deep into it at first i was actually. Kind of trying to get her back, um, but then it just became like I got you know I'm going to date women and I'm going to you know, get good at this, and really got a lot of my mentorship from people at the the Social Man. So that'd be Christian Hudson, but particularly Nick Sparks. Um, I mm-hmm. trained with Nick and learned a lot about basically in person attraction from from him. And my start as a coach, I, I got into that area because at this point I was doing really well with women. Um, and then I started to, to get serious with a girl who I would later marry. And I wanted to get into entrepreneurship. And I was kind of like the the biggest poster at that time in, in Nick Sparks' private group. And basically, I, I put out there like I wanted to get into business. but I didn't know what I wanted to, to get into. And they encouraged me to to get into coaching. Because they said, you know, you've really just been helping us out so much over the last two years. So I did it and I I haven't looked back since.
0: Okay. Well, that's a pretty good story and a a good start to a, sounds like a successful business. Um, What is your most, I guess, asked question as a dating coach? (sighs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Recently, a lot of people have been asking me about <laughs> girls and, le- and their lay counts and stuff like that. Um, most asked question in okay. general, though. Um, most asked question, you know, throughout my career and the things that I think most guys struggle with is anxiety and being able to, and, and that manifests okay. as approach anxiety. But I think to really just say kind of an, an anxiety around women in general and, and an issue with dealing with tension. Because if you look at escalation, people are like, well, I have a hard time approaching or they're like, or well, I have a hard time escalating. Mm-hmm. But really the entire process, I mean, you can look at the entire, you know, seduction process as a series of going from tension, trust, tension, trust, tension, trust. And most guys really struggle to, to manage tension, to manage that, that energy within them. And so you know, the same thing that stops a guy from being able to approach is the same thing that stops him on a deeper level from being able to, you know, go for the kiss or, or, you know, take her home.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I want to ask you a question about the red pill. Would you consider yourself red pill or red
1: Uh. Well, I would consider myself red pilled. Um, I wouldn't, Necessary. I wouldn't call myself red pill. I don't really associate with that label because there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that the label has been sort of sullied, um, and I don't know when people say that they're red pill. I'm always like, well, what do you mean by that? Because mm-hmm. there's one person's red pill is not another person's red pill. Mm-hmm. So there are some you can call them like maybe the bitter red pillars mm-hmm. and they will take an awareness of how women operate um, on a sort of like, what is the, what is the darker sexual impulse of a woman? Um, What is a, what is a woman's sort of biological imperative you might say? Mm -hmm. And they take that, but the problem is that they fixate on it. They don't integrate it. um, They don't see it in a broader context. And so the basically, I, I, I just don't think that they help guys to get better with women because by fixating on a narrow truth, they actually miss a bigger truth. And they're, I don't think that their direction leads guys to uh, any sort of semblance of a good life with women. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's important, though, to understand that. And where the mainstream goes wrong is the mainstream... Tries to pretend that this part of women, the shadow, and that's really how I like to describe it. I mean, the red pill hypergamy. This is like the female shadow, mm-hmm. and that's that's a that's a thing that a guy needs to understand if he's not going to get burned from a woman, burned by a woman. Um, but if if he just simply stays there, then well, that's that's not how you build a relationship, and mm-hmm. it's not necessary to to stay there.
0: There's there's so many labels in the manosphere. Everybody's labeled red pill. And what you maybe described would be called black pill. Is that correct? Isn't that kind of like if you say when somebody kind of stays in that either angry state or that state where all women are bad, isn't that more of a black pill? That's a really good way to put
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I I, I usually see black pill in a political context, but Mm -hmm. it's true that that you could make make a strong case that a lot of these so-called red pill people are really just black pilling all this said there are things like i i consider the red pill to be really fundamental knowledge but the stuff that i do with my clients um goes a bit beyond it and i think that there's a context towards the red pill and it's a lot a lot of the stuff that i'm going to be covering in the book i'm i'm writing or (laughs) trying to write flow the last two weeks but um but, you know, so it's it's uh, and we can talk about that, but it's the red pill to me is is something that's necessary, but it's not the full picture.
0: OK, so you're using it as a tool, basically. It's a it's one of your tools in your toolbox.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, I, I explore a lot of different. Um, I suppose you could say different different groups. Or, or different different ways of dealing with stuff with women. Um, I think that a, a lot of the things I've been looking at now, like I, I get a lot into deeper psychology, like Jungian psychology, um, internal okay. family systems. So I do a lot of like trauma healing with clients on top mm-hmm. of the stuff I would do that's more tactical um, and that has to do with in understanding female psychology. So I wear a lot of different hats and I think it's one of the reasons that I do really well with clients because I can take them through almost every stage that they would go through with a woman, like really deep, serious relationships, whether it's, or whether it's harems or whether it's, you know, just going up and trying to date girls. I've, I've sort of gone through the whole cycle and I understand where guys get stuck along the way. And so I, if, if I feel like, okay, this guy has some, some anxiety issue and, you know, just kind of talking through with him, that's not working. So then I'll, I'll look for things that maybe would work. And I also, a lot of these things I've used on myself. So I'll, I'll work with people if I feel like they have something really interesting to teach me and I'll take it. And if it makes a shift in me, then I distill it and I pull it kind of into my broader toolbox. So. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. Let me ask you another question. You have two different men. One's 21 and one's 51. Do you mm. approach those guys different?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think that – so the fundamentals are always the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change regardless of your age. But, And that's actually is a really good question, Tony, because I think one of the big problems with a lot of day and relationship advice, and this, this includes a lot of things that you hear in the red pill, is that there's not a lot of context to how it's used. Um, I am all about context. I don't think that you can actually determine the truth unless you understand the context of the situation because mm-hmm. the truth is is going to be like how to approach something, what to do is based on that context. okay so um a fifty one year old like man is going to be in a much different stage of life than a twenty one year old kid, right? It's very, very different twenty one year old's probably going to be in college, so he's going to have to. Be dealing with the social dynamics of, um, you know, college is a very specific s- tribal structure. So he's going to have to understand the tribal structure of the school and how to, like, social circle game is extraordinarily important in college. Um, a lot of the cold approach stuff becomes more valuable outside of college. But in college itself, especially in moderate-sized schools, you have to protect your reputation a lot. Mm -hmm. and so the big thing is really trying to get into the scene so for for kids in college who i've worked with that's where we focus on um and and we do deep work as well the other thing of course which is fortunate about somebody who's younger is that the psychological stuff is much easier to to move if if you're dealing with someone in their 20s who has some some psychological stuff going on some baggage. you know, the, the chances of, of moving through it are pretty much certain. If they're in their 30s, it's going to take a little bit more work, but it's still totally doable. Um, 40s, it starts to get tough. And 50s, it's, it's, it can be really hard to shift a guy's uh, mental state, an emotional state, because there's been so much accumulated baggage. But for for someone in their 50s, right, to answer the question more directly – you're you're not going to obviously be talking about that that tribal structure, and mm-hmm. for him, um, his social system is going to be very different. A lot of his people in his network are going to be married, um, so he's either going to have to go to like kind of get specific spots where he knows that the women he's interested in are going to go to, and kind of make himself a regular there to meet women that way. Um, he's going to either, ha- or he's going to have to. I mean, if he has a bigger network, he can still meet other women. But you know, he also has to be aware that maybe there's going to be some divorced women in the mix. If he's dating much younger, there are things he can do for his profile online if he wants to do that. But yeah, the context around what he's going to be doing, and also, of course, another piece of context is what is he looking for? Right? Is he divorced and he's just looking to you know hook up with some attractive younger women? That's but a wouldn't, wouldn't
0: wouldn't that be probably a guy in his fifties that's reaching out for dating coaching? has probably just had some trauma, most likely has gone through a divorce, I would most, imagine. Been married most, 30 years, and then it's over. So.
1: That most likely, or, or the end of a serious relationship. Um, also, I have had people, guys, though, who have, I mean, the range of my clientele, I, I go from guys who are you know, virgins and, and have a really hard time. They've never done anything with a girl. They've, never, they've had a hard time even talking to girls for a while. I've gone to that to guys who are excellent with women. Like they've, you know, take, their, you know, <laughs> very, very wealthy, um, you know, like Christian Gray kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And But their problem is more of a quality issue that they're not attracting the women that they really want or they have a hard time um, creating the sort of relationship that they want with a woman because of some emotional blocks. So it goes from some sort of like basics to, to very advanced stuff. And some of those guys have been in their fifties on the, on the latter category.
0: Okay. So you would coach a man also that's getting a divorce. And I'm going to add to this question. What about, have you just ever told anybody or not getting a divorce or having a, let's say he's having a problem with his marriage.
1: Have Mm -hmm. you ever
0: told anybody it's over? That's it. Like, get out, get out.
1: Okay. I mean, I always make it clear that people are going to make their choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of the things that I do with coaching is I don't some, you know, a lot of people think coaching is I'm going to give you some advice about something. Mm-hmm. This, I'm going to tell you what to do. And that's what some people do for coaching. I don't really think that that's effective. Uh, and it certainly doesn't allow you to, I mean, maybe it does some things, but most, but I mean, a lot of people kind of know, I mean, they've read stuff. And maybe you put a little bit more force to it and your energy makes them accept it a bit more, but really what people, people make bad decisions. um, Not usually, partly because of knowledge, but a lot of it is really just emotional patterns. Like they can't, they can't receive it. So if someone's in a really dysfunctional relationship and they're having problems, they want to get it fixed. Like they kind of already know that they should leave it. And I can tell them, you know, what's going on and that this is that this is where it's going. Um, but I'm also aware that they may have to work through the pattern. And so the way that I kind of describe it is it's like, I'm throwing a rope around them and they're going to go in the quicksand. So I'm like, I know you're going to go in the quicksand. (laughs) So here's the rope. Like I got you and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. And so go ahead. If you want to experience it, go and experience it, but experience it with awareness so, understand what's occurring. And that makes like guys really start to learn from that because they'll go and it's like, it's like they, the, the hot stove. I'm like, you touch that stove, you're going to burn yourself. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, I mean, maybe you're right, but I still have to touch it. It's like, okay. Whereas, but now they understand, like, yeah, don't touch the stove. So, in the context of like a relationship falling apart or like, a, I will tell them what the situation is. But they always have to make their own choices with it. But if a guy comes to me and he's like, can you save my marriage? I will. I don't ever t- say that to people. I don't ever agree to that. What I mm-hmm. say is that my, my job here is to make you into the kind of guy that can have a good marriage. And I'm going to show you what you can do to lead her and to lead this relationship in a different direction. But at the end of the day... It's up to her if she wants to come along. And I can only guarantee that if you do the work that your life is going to get better. I can't guarantee that the relationship is going to be, you're going to save the relationship. Because unfortunately also a lot of guys come to me after things are already, not all, but many come to me when things are already pretty critical. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I got stage four cancer. Can you save me? It's like, well, it took a long time for you to come in. Do you ever find that
0: somebody's not telling you the truth? In other words, they're they're just they're not you're you're putting it together but something's just not right and they won't actually tell you everything they need to tell you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's because <clears throat> they sometimes it's not because they're they're not like lying to me usually but they were withholding information and I ask a lot of questions with people um because I really want to understand like I said like the context is really important if I'm going to help them and so I ask a ton of questions to try to really understand the situation if if somebody is is not giving me information I can tell there's a discrepancy and I have sometimes it's there because there's a lot of shame and there's blocks, and so I I can help to I I can dig it out. Like people don't put things past me, mm-hmm. um, but I tell clients coming in basically that you're not going to be able to hide stuff from me. So, don't waste our time and just
0: yeah, it, it makes <laughs> it makes sense because if they're not telling you everything that's going on, how can you help them? Yeah, you know, um, they might be looking for a specific outcome in trying basically trying to to uh, I guess just kind of trick you into thinking, okay, this is what's happened. But I guess if you ask them the specific questions, you can, you can find that out pretty easily.
1: Yeah. And the good news, Tony, is that at this point in my career, um, I've started to polarize my audience pretty well. So whereas two years ago I would get more guys like that who were just as far as I'd, you know, just be blunt kind of full of shit and Mm -hmm. would kind of talk to me like they're full of shit. Now, like my sensor is even more aligned to it. Mm-hmm. And those people usually don't even reach out because they just, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn. Maybe it's just somebody else that they would prefer to work with. But mm-hmm. I, they, let, let's just say that's not, I'm not the kind of person that they think about going mm-hmm. to. Um, and if I, if I get somebody who comes in, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at, setting the standards for them or pushing them out. Like I, I don't I want work with them if I, if they're really just have no self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been getting your
0: emails. I've looked at your websites and I noticed you, you do, you handle all spectrums of dating relationships. Let's talk about something that probably I'm going to say probably maybe 60% of all men are doing and that's
1: online dating. So how do you coach a guy mm. with that? Well, online, so people, you know, I think every guy, if they're being honest with themselves, um, they're going to, every coach, right, every, every guru in this corner, they're going to emphasize that there are certain areas that they're better at than others. Um, for instance, if a guy's, you know, big dream with women is they want to be like a hardcore, cold approacher, and they want to they approach women on the street, they want to be like day game king, mm-hmm. um, you know. I'm good. I'm proficient in day game. I've picked up girls off the street. I've dated girls. I've picked up. Uh, I am not, you know, Krauser, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <Yep>. there, <laughs> and I would never pretend to be. So if somebody really wants that, you know, either they should only work, you know, they should work with somebody else in that capacity, or they should maybe work with both of us, whatever. But my two big things that I really excelled at were social circle game and online dating. So social circle, I mean, I just, I know how to build networks very, very quickly, make lots of friends. And I've kind of went from the bottom of that, of like having no friends to being really big with that. So I also understand how to go from like zero to hero, so to speak, but online I also did really well at, and, and, I think it's because I'm very good at reading subtext and making inferences about people. And I've also got a good cadence for writing. So one, with clients, um, I one of the, the big things I'll do with clients, and for the record, I want to say, I don't think that guys should rely on online dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it as like a portion of the portfolio. I right? think of it like an investment portfolio. I like it, you know, as maybe being 20 to 30%. Um it's good for guys who especially more attractive guys to get leads and to and to get some practice, but you're always gonna be getting lower quality than you would be gaining in real life online. Um so it just that needs to be understood by people. It's it is the low hanging fruit and you know the low hanging fruit isn't isn't the Why right. Why is that? Why is that? Well, you know, you think about it with anything. Where what has the e- the lowest barrier to entry is going to get the most mediocrity, mm-hmm. right? So to, to 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 be great at anything, to get like the best re- rewards, you have to be, um, you have to excel in a niche that other people are not willing to go into. So, for instance, the guys who get really good at day game, I mean, you will meet girls who you would never meet otherwise mm-hmm. out there, right? And if and you can attract them, that's a skill that other guys don't have. And so, and people aren't willing to put the work in. I mean, if you're doing cold street approach, that is a lot of work. That mm-hmm. is a, so, so there's that. Um, whereas everybody, like your average person is just going to go online. Right. So it's easy enough to throw up a profile, a girl who doesn't really have much of an interesting life, like the really, the girls that have really interesting lives and have a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I'm, and yes, I'm generalizing. Of course, there's exceptions. Mm-hmm but they're generally not going to go online because they have bigger so- social circles and they're meeting, you know, cool people through that. So you just kind of have like a lot of mediocrity that that goes online. And you know, I don't think it was always quite that way. Um, but now it's so mainstreamed that yeah, and and women also there's three times as many guys as as women on there. So women are getting like deluged by -hmm. by messages. And so their own self-importance is inflated. So, um, but, but one of the things I work on with guys is, is making their profile really, really tight and also reading girls' profiles and helping them to understand uh, like who this girl is. When you see this girl, what do you notice about her? Making inferences based on what she's written, where she's been, how she looks, how, she addresses. So that can be really good to help guys across the board with reading people and making assumptions. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a piece that I do. Also help them with messaging. Although tackling texting, my, my book, mm-hmm. does a really job of, of going into that. It's like $5. Yeah, t- t- tell me about
0: that. It's called, yeah. if you're the author of Tackling Texting and the 14-Hour Course, the Pat Stedman Masterclass.
1: Yeah. So I have have two things out right now. Um, Got a book coming out in a couple months. That's like, that's going to be like a real proper book. I look at Tackling Texting, which is my first published piece. It's a book, but it's really more of a manual. Um, And I say that not to downplay it because it's really good. Like Mm -hmm. it takes you from when you get a girl's number or when you match with her all the way to the date, gives examples. It goes through deeper sort of um, principles to hold and gets very, very tactical, but it's, it is like a manual. It's something that you can reference really easily and go through it. It's, it's, so I, I think it's, it's wonderful, but I kind of put it in that, that box. Then I have a course, the, the Pat Steadman masterclass, and that's a more premium thing. Um, mm-hmm. my coaching clients also work with that and that's 14 hours. It's actually about to get expanded to probably close to 20 hours. So if, and the price is going to go up a bit, it's at 500 now. Um, mm-hmm. So people, if people get it now, they're going to get grandfathered into the new content. So, okay. But at any rate, I have a question for you
0: about, about texting. And this is, um, cause I've been asked this question and I've been asked this by different guys. I don't want to say I do any coaching, but because people know that I'm involved in Manosphere involved with men in 21 convention they reach out to me for advice just just by you know just because I'm involved in that and they've asked me can you escalate during te- texting mm-hmm. i mean should you escalate during texting i know i do but i've had that question asked to me what's your what's your deal on that
1: so when you say escalate you mean like sexually escalate
0: um yeah sexually and um Basically, escalating either can be sexually or escalating to actually move the date forward. Because most guys who do online dating know that a lot of women are just, you know, they just want to chat to
1: get past the chat, buddy. Okay, gotcha. So my little little spoiler, Um, the two key things to keep in mind with texting is that you only text a girl to get her on a date or to add value. And the only reason you add value is to get on the date so it's really everything goes, goes back to gain gainer in person. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the, the worst things that guys do is that they don't have any sort of direction with their texting. It's they let the girl sort of dictate the aimless pace of things and the girl doesn't want that. I mean she'll take the attention and she'll, she'll go and chat with you at least for a while until she mm-hmm. gets bored of it. But it's it's a totally way, it's totally a way to kill the attraction. So everything with texting is the spike. It's like the spike attraction, and then when you get that investment, to use that investment to move forward towards the date. Everything that you're doing is is towards that trajectory. Um. So yeah, I'm very everything. In the the book is basically designed to get the girl on the date. That's the entire yeah. purpose. Uh sexting is more of an advanced skill. And frankly, I think it's optional. I mean, like, I've, I've done it, and I've done it well. And, you know, I've had girls you know, come from from my words. But for a lot of guys, they want to get to that. And it's, it's just, you can do that in person, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of, if, if you don't know what you're doing, you're more likely to mess things up from sexting than you are to improve your situation, so I don't consider it an essential piece, but it can be fun. So what you're saying is, don't send a dick pic right off the bat. Don't send a dick pic <laughs> unless your dick is huge. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny. Also, I noticed you you seem to be a pretty spiritual guy, and I've reading your stuff. You're into like, and I don't know. I guess. I don't know if you're Christian or not, but you are a spiritual guy. But I noticed you talk about energy, vibrations, low and high vibrations.
1: How does that all work into what you're doing? Mm. Well, um it's it's a it's a big part of it's a it's a it's like a little bit of a teaser for the book coming out, but um Okay. Energy is Okay. So let's try to like a lot of people get scared off by this because they think it just sounds like nonsense. It's woo woo. They're very rational. They want to know the facts. If I do this thing, I should do this thing. And then maybe they move towards, okay, this is female psychology. And so they can rely on psycho psychological triggers. But when you start to talk about energy, it's like, uh, what is this guy talking about? Now, how can I use it? Like they, they can't even relate to It seems impractical, but at the same time, you know, there's an acknowledgement that there are naturals, right? There are guys who are good with women, got no idea what they're doing, but they're just good with women, right? Mm -hmm. And from the guys who really get experience out in the field, you know, people like Krauser, right? Mm -hmm. They will start to acknowledge that, well, really what she's looking for is your vibe. That's what she's she's drawn towards. And they're like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. You got to improve your vibe. But a lot of people fall short with it and they get they go into things like you gotta get in state. And I'm for the record, I'm not against that. I think, but when people say you gotta get in state, well, all they're saying is you gotta raise your energy level. So there's implicit acknowledgement that energy plays a role with this stuff. It's that if you approach it or in that vibration, because vibe is vibration, but mm-hmm. people get scared off when you sort of use more of these hippie terms with it but the reason it matters is because and it's because the based on where your energy level's at and i can explain this a little bit but based on where your energy level's at is going to determine everything about how you should approach a woman and about basically the Mm -hmm. where her own kind of psychology is at so you can sort of distinguish it between low middle and high um low vibration stuff is like where you would get the very bottom, you have like shame and guilt. Um, you're going to have things like lust. You're going to have anger. You're going to have a lot of the things that are often classified as sins, but are really just like pain points that people mm-hmm. pr- tend to project outward, or project inwards. They don't feel very good about themselves. And when people are in this lower level, then they're much more influenced by biological triggers right biological triggers something like a guy being rich a girl's gonna a girl who's a low vibe in a low vibration a low vibration woman is going to be like oh they're going to care about that or they're going to care about like to an inordinate amount status right it's not that, as, as if these things never matter of course they always mm-hmm. matter but there's a greater emphasis on them on these lower areas because there's less awareness and there's more emotional trauma. And so a lot of the red pill describes women at their lower vibration stage. Now, as you get towards mid vibration as a guy, most of the guys in the manosphere who are outside of that bitter corner are going to be clustering around around here. And it's and it's really like you can if you were going to separate into low and high, you would consider the mid to be high because this is where people have jumped into courage. They're moving away from fear based behavior. and they're they're taking risks. Like the guy who says, I need to get better with women. I'm going to start cold approaching. He's moved into courage. So he's moved out of that that lower victim field. And here things in this midfield, things get a little bit more muddled because you have now, you have the biological aspect of women that still plays a big role, but then you also have more Mm -hmm. other higher things. And you can see that a woman is not just defined, you know, the women who are in this sort of area, they're not just like gold diggers, right? But if you, mm-hmm. if you lose your job and you kind of fall off the wagon, then they might start to move away, right? So there's, there's more of like a mixed thing in there. And that's where most of my work has taken place. But there is also on the higher end. And when you move towards the higher end, it's really like you, you're motivated by really just joy and, and love. And you're very positive. And just really making people feel love for themselves around them. And when you move to this level, relationships are very, very different. I mean, they're, and it's not to say that like, it's a spectrum, right? And you're dealing with pockets constantly from the lower areas. But some of the things that people talk about, like, this is how you get a girl. It's like, this is how you get a girl when she's at this vibration state and you're at this vibration yeah. state. But when you change okay. it and you go up, further up, it's not going to work on a girl. So. mm-hmm
0: So, yeah, I mean, would that apply to let's let's say you're you're on a first date. Let's say I'm on a first date and within five minutes, I can tell. I don't want to be here another five minutes. Is that kind of what you're talking about, too, is like I'm getting just a horrible vibe from her, you know, and can we mistake that for the hell with it? I'm just going to have I'm just going to have sex with her anyways. Low vibration, high vibration. You know what I mean? I mean, that can be an
1: option also, can it? It can, right? I mean, this is the thing. It's to to thine own self be true. Um, mm-hmm. For some guys, or at least in some some situations, that's what he's looking for and he'll go forward and he'll do it and he'll be fine with it, right? It mm-hmm. won't make a difference to him. I found a lot of guys will go forward with that though because they feel like they have to. It comes from mm-hmm. usually a lack of abundance in other areas yeah. like, oh, well, this girl's here and she sucks, but I want to get my nut off and then what tends to happen is that Mm -hmm. they either don't feel great about themselves afterwards or they actually um have some performance problems while trying to do the act because they're out of alignment with themselves Mm -hmm. so um but I mean I'm I'm very much open to people like I I try to help people figure out their their path and and where they Mm -hmm. want to go and I think that people need Work through things and experience things in order to to move past them. But but a hundred percent. I mean, Tony, hundred percent. When you go on a date with a woman and you can tell, like, oh man, I just do not like being around her. She's got bad energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe she's having a bad day, and you caught her at the wrong time. But probably it's more of a baseline thing because even mm-hmm. on a bad day, people usually aren't so far off from where they would normally be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's,
0: that's interesting. I mean, I, when you started explaining it, I wasn't quite sure until you started explaining it on kind of what you meant, but I do know, and you can get that with a, with a friend or whatever. I mean, when you meet somebody, you can just get it, whether it's just a man friend, you can get a bad vibe from him, whether it's awkward or something off putting to you, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's kind of cool.
1: It's everything. It's in everything. Mm-hmm. You can see it in, in, you know, the difference between a politician and a statesman, right? There's a, there's a lot of mm-hmm. variation with people. And, you know, I, I don't think some people like it because they like to put things in a really logical container. Um, but I mean, I'm a logical person, but I'm also like, I think that reason is also a false God and that a lot of people get get trapped and I've, I've seen people who have just destroyed themselves trying to take a materialist view of of humanity and a materialist view of dating i mean it just does not bring happiness even if you get laid a lot it does not make them you know, feel
0: very good yeah but you do coach guys that just
1: oh yeah want oh yeah to get laid period oh yeah yeah That's no no question. Your coaching things too no question but you know, I I will say that usually it's like I need to go get experience. I want to I want to like go out and play the field, but usually there's there's something like deeper down the line that they're interested in. Usually, not always, but usually, um, the guys who and this is why I think it's important that people figure out who they want to work with when it comes to coaching, because there are some guys who like they are like their their entire thing is based in like clubs right? And they pick up girls in clubs mm-hmm. and they play like a, like a game in that area and they hook up with a lot of girls, like one night stands and that's cool. Like, that's cool. But that's people who are going to be doing that and who are trying to run club game and, and just run up notches. Um, you know, that that's like, if a guy says, I want to get as many notches as possible, like, we're almost certainly not a good fit because that's very different mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned from I want to you know, go and play the field for a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. But that guy would
1: probably be somebody
0: who is not good with women at all and probably hasn't been with many women at all, I would imagine.
1: Well, that's usually true. That's usually true. Because uh, what they're doing is they're creating some sort of fantasy. They think that if they get that, like, like you know, 100, 200 notches, mm-hmm. that they're going to feel like a man um they're going to feel like women like them that they're good with women um so that does usually play a part but there are some people who you know th- where where they are sort of at um with their with their energy and, and with their goals is different and you know we all have a resonance towards some people or others based on you know we can see like this person the way that they operate that's the kind of relationship that's the kind of dynamic I want to have and I think that that's where people should really should if you know when you're looking for mentors you should look at people who if not are living how you want to live you can see parts of them you can resonate with their energy on a certain level mm-hmm. that that you want to go with it so and and that all happens very unconsciously a lot of it's just that we don't pay attention to it right mm-hmm. it's like yeah
0: now I've met you at 21 convention and let's put it this way. You gave me a good vibration. And one of the reasons why I could see you were passionate at what you do is there was there was times where people were sitting around the pool and I saw you on your phone walking, pacing and coaching guys while you were at 21 when other guys were relaxing. So to me, I notice those things. I do. I know, you know, I tend to pick up certain things about people. You know what I mean? Some guy, you know, and not saying that other guys don't deserve a vacation or to relax, but you were all business the whole time. I mean, I did see you on the phone a lot. And I did ask you one time and you had said, Oh, I've got a coaching call coming up. So yes. I saw you pacing around around the pool area. So, you know, that to me that that tells a lot about a person that they're, you know, they're into what they're doing, you know? That,
1: so. <laughs> That's cool that you noticed that. Um, it's impressive. I, I, yeah, it's actually something I've been trying to work on is to, is to give myself a little bit like to really make sure I take a day off mm-hmm. where I can really just unplug from it because I was starting to get drained. You know, I would have, I would have some, some days I'd have like 10 hours straight of calls um, you know, we were talking about this. I had a coaching call. I have a coaching. I had a coaching call before this interview. I have one and, you know, in like 10 minutes. <laughs> so I I've been trying to okay. Yeah. part of my, my own kind of growth has been saying aside more time for myself. Um, so that I can, mm-hmm. I can serve better. It's kind of like a boundary thing for me. Cause you know, they're, they're, we're always learning yeah. We're always learning yeah. from this, stuff. but I, yeah. I really do care about, so you- I really care about my clients. It's like, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love them. And that
0: was real. That was uh, That was obvious to me. I mean, that was obvious when I when I saw you. I mean, you were on the phone quite a bit. So, and to me, I don't think that's that's not disrespectful, but it's respectful to your clients and and everybody that's you're working with. So, I think that's very respectable to do that. Now, you're going to be speaking at the twenty one convention and I got it right here. The twenty two convention. So, tell that's me right. how that's are you going to make women great again?
1: Oh, man. Well, I'm still working on the details of the speeches. But where I think I'm going with the 22 convention is I'm going to be talking about basically a, a woman's need to do things that make herself happy like actually happy, in order so that she is not going to be trying to drain a man's energy, because one of the things that I mean talking about the energy thing. I mean, if you want to get into like esoteric masculinity and femininity, uh, men are sort of like life, and women are death, and that's not in a disrespectful way. It's just like a like a a yang yin yang kind of thing that men tend to have a problem. Like the, 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 the man puts life into the woman who then life comes out of that. And a man sort of seeks out this release, right? He, he, his labor in life is kind of like his reward is death. So men are always kind of seeking out this, this emptiness. And women are always seeking out to try to get energy from guys. And so you have this situation where men have a hard time controlling their energy, which is like porn, et cetera. Um, porn, drinking, whatever. And women have a hard time cultivating it. And so I'm going to be talking about women really dealing with a lot of their emotional pains and emotional baggage, because the problem that women face is that they don't have honest communities like the manosphere is. The manosphere is, you know, at its worst, a little bit too rah-rah, black and white, one-dimensional, mm-hmm. but it it does attempt to tell people the truth right? Mm-hmm. On a regular basis, it's all about the truth, which is a very masculine energy, right? Mm-hmm. But in female communities, and, and I've spent time in them because I'm always trying to learn, okay, a lot of the energy healing stuff comes from from female communities. But they they tend to have a very hard time with telling women the truth and saying like, hey, this is something you have mm-hmm. to deal with. And so in my speech, I'm going to be trying to provide that very gently, you know, gently, Mm -hmm. because you got to be gentle. Mm Yeah. But, yeah. So it's kind of like,
0: like, like what you're saying. So what you're saying by that is, let's say, I mean, to me, this is just a typical example. You could have one girl who's beautiful and everybody's seen this. And then you have one girl who's completely out of shape and is an absolute wreck. And she'll say, Oh, how do I look? Oh, you look great, girl. You go. You're good. Like you are. I mean, we've all heard that. And to me, that's almost, that's really competition between two women. Oh, yeah. It is. So it's not really, oh, you're good, girl. No, it's more of a competition, is what I think.
1: Oh, you, you said it, Tony. I mean, they, they sabotage each other left and right. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's just awful. I think it's, I think it's awful. But, but the other part of it is that if you are honest to a woman without the right, without approaching it the right way. Um, And I'm not talking about in like necessarily a a personal relationship because at that Mm -hmm. point you should have enough build up. But if you're just telling like a girl, like a friend, you have to be, you have to really get buy-in from them. Like whenever, like girls will ask Mm -hmm. me dating advice and I'll be like, do you really want my advice on this? Like, yeah. I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) Because this is like, Mm -hmm. do you really want to hear it? And then they kind of brace themselves and they're like, yes, like I want to hear the truth. And then I can tell them. Then I can say like, Mm -hmm. you're not dressed well and you need to lose 10 pounds. Right. I can, I can say something like that, or I can say, you know, you're, this is not what guys are looking for and you're trying to provide this, but you really have to get by. And otherwise what they do immediately is they, it just devastates them and they'll very often you know and they can they can try to they could try to make some sort of character assassination campaign but the reality is i don't tell people things unless they mm-hmm. they want to hear them i learned that lesson um and
0: and, and, and you're hard. not you're not doing it maliciously i mean when somebody says oh i'd like to hear it a lot of times they can take it the wrong way, but. Sometimes letting people know, and the difference is, is what basically what you're saying is that, you know, as men, we're going to tell women actually the way we feel and what we want, where a woman speaking to another woman will sugarcoat it. And so there's going to be no sugarcoating here, but it's going to be a little bit gentle. So you're not, you know,
1: right, right. I mean, women today, they don't really have a lot of men who would tell them these things. And they don't really have, I mean, cause the reality is that, okay. A woman can't trust another woman, her age to tell her the truth. Rare exceptions. Like Mm -hmm. one of the most rare, it's beautiful when you see it, but I feel bad for women and I'm talking to female friends. They feel the same way. It is a reason why women will often try to become friends with men, even though it's very muddied waters, but Mm -hmm. they like, it's very difficult for a woman to find another woman her age who she can trust who is going to not try to stab her in the back. Whereas men, men have enemies, but they also have like brotherhoods Mm -hmm. and loyalty and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Male friendships are much more robust than female friendships. Mm -hmm. Women historically were, you know, there's all sorts of mythology around this, but older women were supposed to tell younger women the truth Mm -hmm. about how things work. And the sort of witch, like the old crone would have been, you know, the, the sort of middle-aged wine mom feminist today, who is, you know, is, is telling them all Mm -hmm. these terrible, terrible things that's making them ruin their life. Right. That would have been um, mythologically considered to be like an evil witch. But because Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of older women have sort of been brainwashed into it. They don't tell younger women the truth. And so that entire honesty culture has has collapsed. And it collapsed for men too, but men are really doing much better job with this honesty than than women are. Because I think the manosphere, one of the reasons it's really good is because it's creating a new culture of men mm-hmm. telling the truth versus mm-hmm. like the kind of weak, spineless guys who won't say what they want from a woman. Um and won't dare to hurt a woman's feelings because what if she gets pissed off or gets offended or. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. And I look forward to seeing you again at the 21 convention in October. Pat, tell everybody how they can contact you, reach you all your platforms.
1: Yeah. uh, I'm on Twitter at, um, at Pat underscore Stedman. That's S T E D M A N. Uh, also, my web, my email list, sign up for that. Um, I usually send out about three emails a week on average. Um, with the book, it's been a little bit slower recently, but I'm going to kick that back up again next week. That's patsteadmancom slash opt-in. So patsteadman.com/slash/optin and at pat undergo- underscore steadman. So, but Tony, I mean, I, thank you so much for for having me on, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you at at 21. 21- And 22 con too. I I think, I don't know about you. I think that this year is going to be crazy because of all the stuff going on. I think 21 con is always good. But this year, like I really, people who are thinking, I don't know if I'm going to go, you don't want to miss this one. Like, I just feel it. I don't know why. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. Well, it's, it's,
0: especially the year we've had, I mean, this is going to be a great time, a great release for everybody. Everybody's going to gather and just have a great time. Not only that, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about relationships. So there's anything, everything good can come from it. So I encourage everybody to buy a ticket. And I will leave links down below in this video for anybody who wants to attend and see Pat. And you can have dinner with Pat. You can have a drink with Pat. So that's the way it works with 21. Everybody's available. Yeah, I'm very accessible. But I do appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate your time, and uh, I will see you soon. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you.